Hello and welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host. I'm also an author, speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. And the Claim the Stage podcast is a place for women who are interested in building their public speaking skills in a variety of ways. And this is episode 96. I know. I know. I don't even know what to say about that, so I'm just not going to touch it. And on today's episode, I have an amazing guest, Kristen Day, who is a marketing consultant who helps business owners and speakers who want to be found online through using blogging and SEO and their website to create keywords and content that really speaks to what their customer needs. And I know this is an important subject and it's something that, especially for those out there who are not really techie like me, it can be kind of daunting and it can feel really big and scary and like something that we have to pay you know, tens of thousands of dollars to figure out. And I think what you'll learn on today's episode is that it doesn't have to be a really big, scary initiative. It can be something you get started doing right now with small steps and you can hire someone to help you or you can just get started and start building content and paying attention to your customers. And Kristen shares a lot of great tips on how to do that on today's show. So without further ado, my interview with Kristen Day. We are here this morning for the Claim the Stage podcast, episode 96. And, I know, right? <laughs> and today we're talking about a subject that is really important for any public speaker who is interested in being found to secure gigs, to be asked to speak on conference panels, to go out and deliver a workshop. Being found is a really big part of becoming uh, a successful speaker. So today we're talking about how to use internet marketing like website, blogs, social media, and email marketing to get your best exposure as a speaker. And today's guest is Kristen Day. And I'll share with you a little bit about Kristen before we get started. Kristen Day is the owner of a visual business and a consultant and trainer for small businesses with a focus on their online presence, like using social media marketing, search engine optimization, also known as SEO, paid advertising on Google, like PPC, blogging, website readability and development, and email marketing. And we'll get into what all of that means on today's episode. So Kristen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm really excited. Yeah, this is a subject we don't cover very often, but I know it's really important. So I'm excited to learn more about it. Uh, we're talking about SEO blogs and your website, and you call this the trifecta. Now, before we get into exactly what the trifecta is, I want to know how you got into this field and and kind of how, how you got here, because this is a subject that we know is important, but not a lot of people really want to really learn that much about or get into. <laughs> Definitely not want to learn that much about, I guess. <laughs> um, actually, I'm kind of like a professional student. I really liked learning a lot and building a family as I was, you know, trying to do both at the same time. Military, child, family, um, moved to Virginia and I was just still going to college and uh, community college. And I went to a fair and one of the college counselors, she says, in nicer terms, she said, you really kind of need to figure out what you want to do or get off the pot kind of thing. And so I looked at some of the categories in business and I saw this internet marketing thing and I looked at a couple of the classes and I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. So I started taking some of those classes and then putting myself into the industry in corporate America in Virginia. 
And then I moved down to Texas and was having a hard time getting a job making, you know, what I could make to afford my, you know, my family. Um, and then started working for myself. And um, that's kind of how it got started. And so I'm really excited to help small business owners, you know, build that space online and being able to compete with the big boxes. So Awesome. I, lo- I love hearing stories because it's like no one ever really starts out with the plan. You know, you just kind of fall into it. Um, I wanted to say hi to everyone on Facebook Live who's watching right now. And if you have questions for Kristen, you can post them in the comments and then I'll make sure to ask them at the end. So as I mentioned, Kristen, you have this thing called the trifecta. Can you give us a quick overview of what the trifecta is and why speakers might want to use them? Sure. I call the trifecta is basically your website, which has your blog, your social media, and then the email marketing. So your website is your landing page for all your information about everything that you do, your business card when you can't be available, like when you sleep. Your blogs, of course, are built on your website, which just provides the value. And the cool thing is, is you can share your blogs on social media where you build your relationships and it tra- um, uh, sends traffic back to your website. And then your email marketing is another tool. When all three of these things work together, it provides a good blend. You have your info online, you have your social media building your relationships, and your email marketing when you're building from the get-go is your list that puts you in front of your consumers um, on a regular basis in their inbox. So you get to provide value to them and stay top of mind all the time instead of hoping the consumer will remember your website or hoping they're online on social media, whichever platform you choose at the given time that you post and it's not being filtered by say Facebook, for example. (laughs) So can we take a step back and think about how you can acquire those names on your, on your newsletter list. One right. example of that. Absolutely. Well, your email marketing isn't just about, Hey, Angela, give me your email. Cause usually it's, well, why? Well, what's in it for me always, right? We're always trying to figure out what is in it for me. So you provide them something with say like a, you know, like your speakers. So top 10 things speakers need to know, or, you know, if you're trying to appeal to the event planners, why they need this speaker, you, and in front of their target market. So it'd be like 10 things that XYZ or five things, and you exchange that free download in exchange for their email. And then you can do that on your website, you can do that on social media, and then just start building the list from early on. And it takes a long time. (laughs) But if you start it early and you keep building, you'll continue to build. And then you can always change up those freebies too. So let's work with an example so that this makes sense as you put them all together. We can just use my business as an example. I'm a speaker and I talk about public speaking. So what would you tell me to do for SEO? For SEO, the the easiest thing for a speaker to do would be, again, to provide that value. What is valuable to your consumer, your target market? Blogs. Blogs are value because, again, going back to that trifecta, the blog you can put on your website the blog you can share on social media, and that blog could be turned into um, an ebook or something to freebie download to send to your email list. So I would say make your website pretty. So I'm keeping it simple here. Make your website pretty, make it skimmable, and provide value. Because again, it goes back to the what's in it for me. So we need to make sure that we're providing something that our consumers want to see. A lot of speakers might be asking themselves the question right now, how do I know what my consumer wants to see? <laughs> a 
Like, how do you know which topics are important to them versus the topics you think are important to them? Right. Well, you can do some research getting, getting down and dirty, but you think about it. So what, um, what is your target market? So what kind of, so look at your customers. So that's what I've had to do too. And I've had a, a, a hard time with it. So I look at all my customers and determine, you know, trying to create that avatar that people talk about or that persona. So you look at your um, audience. Yeah, sure. An 18 year old could use my services, but are they one of my typical clients or one of my best clients? No. So is a 60 year old my, you know, a possible client for me? Yes, it could be a potential client for me. So anybody can use my services. But if I'm being realistic with myself, can I really target the whole United States or the whole world and saying that if you're a business owner, you could use my services? That's just, I mean, do I really want to pay for that? So fine tuning, finding out who your best um, clients are, and then figure out things about them. So how old are they? Do they have children? What do they like to do? Do they have pets? Those kinds of things. And remember, we'll get into this in a little bit, but finding out who they are and then what do they like to do will help you to determine what they want to know and how you can provide that to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I'm wondering, there's so many different ways to find that information, right? You could ask them um, yeah. just face-to-face, -face, or you can maybe send out a survey. How right. do you like to find out that information? Right. Well, again, social media. So it's basically when I get feedback, I can get like, okay, they like this. Or if you have, say, three or four downloads, which ones are the ones that are most downloaded? So if I have one that nobody ever downloads, well, maybe I need to find out why it's either the downloads not working, it's not in a good place, or maybe it's just not what people are interested in getting. So try to find out what gives you the most feedback and what people start asking. And I go to networking probably just like all of you out there. Um, if you have your own business, I know your speakers, they're out meeting other people. What are the most common questions that they ask you? That right there is great information. If you listen to what people ask you, those are right there. That's your insight. That's a huge tip. And it's so important to pay attention to those questions and even keeping a little notebook with you so you can write that stuff down when it happens. And then you'll probably start to notice over time that there's the consistent questions that you can focus on. Absolutely. That's really helpful for putting together useful blogs and useful content. But as far as the SEO piece goes, are there certain keywords that are helpful for people put, to put on their site? Or I, I don't, I've never done SEO marketing, so I want to know more about like how you would choose those words and where you put them. Okay, so SEO is basically about your content. It's about your meta tags, which are your title tag and your description, which usually shows up in the search engine results. So when you do a search for speaker in you know, Massachusetts, those things that show up include your title and your description. So to keep it simple, <laughs> your SEO is about content on your page, keyword rich content on your page, your titles, um, your alt, um, alt tags, which are pictures, you know, tags for pictures and your meta descriptions as well as links. So internal and external links. So that's the short version without droning on about what it is. But let's talk about the keywords you mentioned, um, which is a great point because what I think my keywords are might not be what my consumer thinks keywords are. So like I had um, a personal trainer client, we've gone back and forth and he was saying that 
Um, I do these privates and I don't call them one-on-ones or whatever it was. And it's like, well, just because you call it this doesn't mean your consumers call it that. And when you talk about, or like he called them group sessions, not group classes. And I was like, when I'm a consumer and I'm looking for group sessions or group classes, I think of the same thing. It's a group fitness, whatever. So you have to use the terminology that your consumer is, is interested in or how they word things, not what you word them. So um, there are tools out there that you can use that help to determine what keywords are more popular. Like in Google um, AdWords, they have a keyword planner. And so you could plop in a whole bunch of different keywords. It's going to tell you the volume of searches. So it'll tell you the more popular ones but it also tell you the unpopular ones. But remember, you don't want to try to rank for every single most popular one because, well, it's popular. That means you're going to have a harder time getting there. So while you want to be cognizant of the popular ones, you also want to look at the non-popular ones too because those could be ones that you can get higher up in search faster. So, and then again, the keywords, you want to be able to sprinkle those throughout the keyword rich content, your meta tags, your title tags, your headings, and all those other SEO voodoo ninja stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned earlier trying to keep the website simple. And if I'm a new speaker and I want to get some sort of web presence, what, what pages would you recommend I have and what would you recommend I put on them? Absolutely. Great question. I say the basics are your homepage, of course, your about page, which talks about you, um, like we're doing here today, talking about how you started, what's important to you, what your, you know, your niches are, things about you make you personal because we're human, right? And then um, your services, I would almost always suggest a service per page. So if you had 10 different services, and you list them all from top to bottom, now you're trying to spread your meta stuff on the same page. So if I landed on this page and number 10 was talking about real estate speaking and number one was talking about um, personal fitness speaking, then, and I got on this page and the first thing I see was personal fitness, but I wanted to know about real estate speaking, you're making me, the consumer, scroll to the bottom. So you're making me work. And when I talk about pretty and making it skimmable, it's all about making it easier for the consumer. So the easier it is for the consumer, your target market, the better chance you'll have of keeping them on your website. So going back to that one page per service, because when you land on that page from the internet, you look at everything that's about that one thing that you search for. So now I'm providing what you asked for. Um, A blog obviously would be something that you would have in there, and that's going to be constant content that you provide. I would say a good average is like once a month at least. A contact page, you want to make that easy for them to contact you. And a lot of times testimonials are good because in your industry with speakers, you want to, um, why should I hire you? Well, because all these people loved you and why? And then an event, maybe if you're speaking locally and you do a lot of speaking events, maybe that person wants to come and see you speak before they hire you or, or they just want to jump in on the, you know, the Angela train and see what Angela has to say at this event. So those are, those are the basics. Um, and then the things you want to provide on it is basically the information about what you're offering. Um, pretty, pretty self-explanatory testimonials, events, your blogs, different things about it. 
Do you have any sort of um, like horror stories <laughs> or mistakes you see people make when they're trying to put all this stuff together that could be helpful? Yeah, actually the biggest one is not doing it. So um, we all, especially as women, we want everything perfect. And so we're going to wait until we have time or we're going to wait until it's completely perfect. And I hemmed and hawed over getting my website done. And I was like, you know what? Um, done is better than nothing. So I'm going to get out less than perfect content now so that then I can start tweaking it as I go over time, but at least it's there. So the biggest mistake is not doing it or not thinking it's perfect enough. And I know that's not the direction you were probably going, but that is huge because so many people are like, oh, I need to get the content. I haven't finished it all. If you can get a paragraph or two, and then you look at it in a month or two and you're like, okay, now I'm going to update this page next month. I'm going to update that page. Then you're better than not having anything at all. I agree with that totally. And I know so many people who are perfectionists and wait for the perfect brand, the perfect, you know, logo and the perfect headshot and they've got all the logo and it's just, it's way, it, 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 six months, a year, two years goes by and it's like, you could have had a web presence a long time ago. <laughs> it didn't need to be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Can you share a story of someone you've worked with who, you know, didn't really have this stuff in place? And then when you worked with them, what kind of results you were able to achieve through using your trifecta? Well, the, the one that pops out of my mind is a gal. Her name is Marilyn, and she um, has a condo locally. Um, and she was doing some social media and thought that she was doing a great job. And I'm sure she was doing fine. But she's like, I'm doing these ads and it's not working. Because remember, we were talking about that target market and how anybody could be your client. So she was paying money to reach everyone. Because quite honestly, if anybody wanted to travel to Texas and the Galveston area, it's on the beach, everyone could. But are they more likely to? Not necessarily. So I said, well, let's look at your personas, your avatars. You're going to have the family that comes out. So they're going to be maybe... 35 or maybe 30 to 45 ish. They have, you know, 2.5 kids. They may or may not have a pet. They, you know, they have summers off, they have that spring break. So let's, let's target them this way, which is, you know, talking about family fun, what kind of things are family oriented, oriented, that kind of thing. And then we talked about the empty nesters that may visit at a different time. They have different goals and things like that. So she started applying some of these things um, piece by piece. And she's like, Oh my gosh, this works. And I'm like, well, of course it works. <laughs> when you, when you spend time to find out what works well with your business, whatever industry it is, and try to fine tune it, um, in little pieces, it works. She's the type and she's older. She finds that if she spends an hour consult with me at a time with her specific questions, we can drill down on what issues she individually has. Um, and then can focus on that and move forward. And that one's the biggest one because she starts ranting about it on social media saying, oh my gosh, this is great. Thank you for you know your help. I followed your steps and it works great. And then it started getting a buzz too. People are like, what are you doing? You know, what's, what's she doing? What are you working? What, you know, that kind of thing. And so then of course that's another testimonial and it speaks volumes. So I hope that was helpful. <laughs> Yeah. A question I'm often asked about is social media and if, it, if it's a good use of time and how do you make it all work together with the website and the blogs and 
And should you be on every platform? Do you have an opinion on that and how to use social media so you can be effective and efficient since it does take up so much time? It does. It does. Absolutely. There's a couple of answers in that because you have a couple of questions. So is it effective? Well, I guess it depends. What's your goal? If your goal is to get, I'm going to spend an hour a week and I'm so four hours in a month, I expect to get 10 clients. Well, that, those ex- expectations just aren't realistic. Um, if you're selling, you know, a widget for, you know, $2, maybe, but I mean, we're selling a lot of things and remember social media, let's just say Facebook, it wasn't put out there for businesses. It wasn't a tool that was meant to, for businesses, meant for people to, to network together, to get together, to find family members, to keep in touch across the world, across the state, you know, right next door, share information, be funny, you know, all these kinds of things. It wasn't meant for us. And then Facebook heavily filters things, so it makes it harder for us to get in that space. So um, what's the point of social media? Why businesses should be there? Well, right now, how I found you, Angela, was through uh, one of your cohorts and um, and Twitter. And so we started having a conversation, and well, look, here we are. All through social media, never would have met you across the United States, never would have had this opportunity to get together, but now we're friends on Facebook, and we can collaborate on things, and so we're building what? A relationship and businesses what relationships so is it beneficial I say it is because it's providing a tool for business is it a lot of work sure but you know we're not in business because you know I don't like to work or or that I thought that it was going to be easy if I, if I wanted easy I would go work in eight to five right and that's something that I can leave at home. We're not entrepreneurs. You know, there's that one saying entrepreneurs are the only people that work 80 hours a week so that they don't have to work 40 hours for somebody else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. So, and then the other one was, uh, you said, do we have to be on all of them? No, because you can't do it effectively. Right. So it's hard to build relationships on 20 different channels and they're all different. So you've got, and then you all have different target markets. So you have Instagram that's more about visuals and hashtags and a a little bit younger audience. You have Twitter that you can reach people all over the United States. So maybe not necessarily for local businesses, but this worked for us. So it worked out fine. Um, And it's so fast paced. So if you're not tweeting at least at least once an hour, twice an hour, you're, you're getting missed. Facebook, if you're not paying for ads, you're, you're not getting seen, but it's again, a place to build relationships. So my tip on that is find a platform where your target market is and where you can spend the time and, and just work it really well. Um, and then effectiveness is again, going back to that, making sure that you use that one platform and work it well. And then it ties together. Well, if you have your website and your blogging, which I hope you are, then you're sharing that blog on a regular basis. Your blogs are probably 90% of the time evergreen. If I write a blog a week, we're talking 52 blogs, and I share a blog a day, because I post a couple of times a day, uh, you could do the math, I'd run out, right? Well, it's because I repost them over and over and over. So if I have uh, 52 blogs, every 52 days, I'm reposting the same one over because the chances of you seeing it every 52 days are probably slim to nil, right? So it's that's, you can share that. And then those, um, those opt-in opportunities, you can continually share those on social media to try to get people on your list. So the trifecta is just, it's a really a great, it's not like any magic spice that I created, but I just thought about it 
when somebody was asking me to speak and I thought, well, these are these things that you need, a website, social media, and your email marketing list. And they really blend well together. And I think what you're getting at is making your content work for you too. You're building the content and then you're repurposing it and you're refreshing it and you're continually using it instead of putting it out there once and then forgetting about it and making something else. Right. So something you made six months ago is something that you could still be using to promote your work and not putting in that additional work. So it can be really efficient. Absolutely. And as long as it's valuable to the consumer, which is the end goal, because if it's not valuable, then it's not beneficial at all for anybody. Yeah. And so you can go and look at your analytics and you can see which which posts are getting the clicks and which ones are resonating with people and then find ways to circulate those more often. Right. Right. And why just you mentioned analytics. It's great to look at your analytics on a regular basis. Pick a couple of things that you want to target, because if you try to look at everything, you're going to be overwhelmed. And remember, if you're looking at the last 30 days, but that blog hasn't been for 52 days, you might not see it. So you might look at your blogs or your landing pages that get um, the most traffic over a year to see which ones are getting the most and then either reshare that more or, hey, I'm going to write a blog similar content again. So again, now you have two really good blogs um, because that one did great on analytics and in social media. So, yep. Got it. So let's say that you could only give one piece of advice that... (laughs) that everyone listening today could do right away to help them be found online. What would you tell them to do? Well, the trifecta, is that like one thing? (laughs) (laughs) I would just say to do the work, do it. I mean, just do it because it's never going to get done unless you do. And we, we all know how do you, how do you eat an elephant one piece at a time? So it's going to just do the work and do it for long-term, you know, do it well. Okay. So I want to remind everyone watching on Facebook Live right now, if you have a question for Kristen, you can type it into the comment box. We're going to jump into the lightning round, and then I'll come back to you if you have anything to ask. So Kristen, a couple of questions for you that I ask every guest. Number one, if you were given $100 per week, what would you do with it? I would have a massage and pedicure. I got to <laughs> take care of me. We as women, we don't do that. We're always giving away. So make sure to give to you. We're so important. And the, the more we take care of ourselves, the more we're able to help others because we're, we're healthier and happier. Love it. Number two, what is your favorite word and what does it taste like? Boom. <laughs> I love that word. What does it taste like? Uh, well, I would say margaritas because that's my favorite thing, but I'm going to say success because Boom just sounds so like electric, you know, and it's like, if you've got that boom mentality, then you're just going to kill it. Well, what does success taste like? Um, well, I kind of go into your, sorry, I peeked into your questions. So you're, you're uh, claiming the stage is doing your business with confidence. So if you do something, you do it well, and you feel excited and electric, and you're just really happy about what you're doing and you find joy. Cause you know, the, the old saying is, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Well, that's kind of true. We know we have to work, right? But it's just, you, you just, it's just, it's just more enjoyable. I mean, who wants to go to work and hate everything that you do? I mean, it's just not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, is there anything you'd like to share or promote to my audience? Oh yeah. So I've been working on a social media automation tool. So this is um, something that provides content that's industry related content to your target market to provide value and help build, uh, build relationships on social media. It's not complete yet. So you can join my email list and you'll be the first to find out. Um, my website is avisualbusiness.com. So just like it sounds, a visual 
business.com. And if you get to any page past my homepage, it has all my social media and it has several different opt-in opportunities uh, for you to either download or just join my email list. Awesome. Well, Kristen, thanks so much for coming on the show today and talking about this subject. I realize it's a really heavy subject. There's a lot in it and we could probably talk about it for six hours and still only be scratching the surface. So I think this was a helpful overview. And for anyone who's interested in learning more, definitely get in touch with Kristen to learn about how to kind of use the trifecta to your benefit and also use social media. We do have one question from Facebook that I will ask from Lenore. Do you have any get started tips if you don't have a website, but you want to build a following through blogging and professional platforms like LinkedIn? Where should we start our blogs or share our blogs like the best platform? Okay. So depends on what your target market is. So like you mentioned, um, LinkedIn. So LinkedIn actually has an articles um, area where you can do blogs there. And if you're a B2B, which um, that would be typical for um, LinkedIn, so you could start doing your blogs there and start building relationships if you don't have a website. And that would be one great avenue for you. If you, you mentioned don't have a website but blog, um, I personally see those as synonymous. So if you don't have one or the other, um, I would highly suggest trying to work on getting something. WordPress is an amazing um, tool and you can do it for free. Yes, there's a little learning curve in there. And then I have some opportunities for that. Um, but at least you can get something done to start blogging and then build. Cause like I said, just do it. It may not be the prettiest at first, but at least it's done and it gets you blogging on some profile um, platform. That's, that's um, continually able to improve upon WordPress. It, it may not be pretty at first, but you can build on it on it and they do have some free things, which, you know, free, you get what you pay for, but it gives you a starting point. Excellent. Well, thank you for your answer. And Lenore, thanks for asking. Kristen, really loved having you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Well, I appreciate it, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. And I was, I was excited to be here. And hopefully this has been helpful to someone, anyone out there. I think it has. All right, there you have it. The queen of SEO, blogging and websites, Kristen Day. I hope you learned something today something you'll take with you that will help make this process easier and more fun and something you look forward to. And I'll just share one tip from my own experience with building my own websites over time. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't build them myself. I hired someone to help me, but I've been doing blogging for a long time is carve out time in your schedule to do this because you'll always find something else to do, especially if you don't really like to write or if you feel like you're not a strong writer. So giving yourself maybe an hour window or a two hour window once or twice a week will help you to create a schedule to putting content on your website. So I hope that was helpful. Um, this was a lot of fun for me to just remember some of these basics and to, to really keep focused on it because it matters. And the internet's a powerful place if you use it correctly. So that is it for me today, you guys. Once again, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions for upcoming guests or topics, please feel free to email me, Angela at speakersisterhood.com. So that does it for me today. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.